Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Oh, welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. Today, I am discussing Black Panther with This is Nick. <laughs> so formal. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> this is Nick. Oh, I guess you're all in the Wakanda spirit, acting like an ambassador or something. <laughs> all right. So you wanted to pick Black Panther. Why did you choose Black Panther? I picked Black Panther because I've seen that movie three times uh, since the release. I've okay. been, uh, I mean, I still am a big comic book fan. And I don't watch a ton of movies. <laughs> I know there are a lot of movie buffs that be like, oh, you just only watch Marvel. It's like, I don't have, I don't watch a ton of movies. I don't have time for that. But I, if I don't watch movies, it's going to be something that I, that I previously enjoy. And Black Panther was a, was a character that I always liked. And I was really, really surprised at the quality of the movie. <laughs> like, like, I didn't have a lot of expectations. So I've seen it multiple times. So I, I love the opportunity to talk about it. Wait a minute. What do you mean you were surprised at the quality of the movie? I mean, it's the MCU. Did you think it was going to be shitty? I didn't know how they was going to pull off the black. Like once again, I'm 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 more of a uh, I can't I come at from a comic perspective. I, I had no idea how the MCU was going to pull off uh, Wakanda and Black Panther. I'm not one. Of, there's a lot of people who they before movies come out, they they watch all the trailers, they read like all the press releases and all that stuff. I used to be one of those people, but I actually don't do none of that stuff anymore. Haven't done that in a long time. I'd rather the movie be fresh in my mind. Uh, oh, well, not fresh in my mind. I'll just say I'd rather be surprised because I think trailers give away too much. So, like, I guess there's a lot of people that was hyped about Black Panther when it was coming out. I guess they know a lot. Me, once again, not really paying attention to much going on before the release. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure about the quality. I don't know what they're going to do the character justice. But, yeah, they they kind of they killed it, <laughs> like, honestly. Okay. Interesting. Let me, I can ask something on to that. Because MCU, okay. uh, there are a lot of criticism people have. But I, I like the MCU. I, li- I like the MCU. I think uh, they did a lot of good things. But as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of things they very, uh, they're not too loyal in terms of the comics. So when I, that's why I said my expectation wasn't that high. Because when Black Panther was announced, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. They, <laughs> like, honestly, I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do to uh, T'Challa. But they actually did a, a fantastic job. Uh, not only in terms of entertainment, but like being true to the source material. Me being the MCU girl that I am, now I have to ask, what criticisms of the MCU do you have? Like you said that when it comes to the comic storylines, they don't nail it. How so? That's that's a long, well, see, these are not like giant criticisms, but as... Like someone okay, who so name movie. name a story arc or name a movie that came before Black Panther where you feel that they didn't do the comics justice. The the best example I have is Extremis with uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark. That's like Iron Man three was okay. Uh, I have to give you that one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying like oh. again, I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a giant criticism of the MCU. But once again, I like the MCU as a whole. But like the streamers was a big man. You just deflated my balloon. I was ready to argue <laughs> with you, and then you brought up an actual good point. Damn it! Yeah. So like the <laughs> I streamers can't argue that 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 was shit. They did not handle that well. Yeah. So once again, like it's not a giant. Like it's not like oh, this is a MCU killing criticism. Uh, once again, I, I got criticism how they did Thanos as a character compared to his comic variation, but. 
uh, it worked. <laughs> so, so it was like, I, like, I think having more of a comic-based Thanos than the one they did would have been better. But Which they made is it weird work. because they, they made it started <laughs> that way. Because like, Really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah. Like, you remember the, uh, the, the post-credit scene in The Avengers? You remember that when yeah um, the first one when right? the other yeah when the other goes up to him and said to challenge Earth is to court death and then Thanos smiled. Yeah. Lady yeah. Death is the, yeah. was his reason for Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. And so they were starting that, and then when it came to Infinity War, they just completely went a different way. They did walk yeah. it back <laughs> in Endgame. But it's cool. It's cool. They did walk it back in Endgame. By really? the end of Endgame, well, by halfway through Endgame, like the 2014 Thanos we see in Endgame is is closer to Thanos from the comic. He's still like the, he's still not going after Lady Death, but he is not giving any fucks about humanity. Like he's yeah, exactly. he's not doing it for altruistic reasons. It's clear he did it for his ego. Okay. So that's- so- to tie everything back into Black Panther, I think the reason why they changed Thanos's backstory is because they saw how much everybody loved the development, the character development that Killmonger got. And they were like, yeah. let's do that to Thanos. So I, I think that probably like Black Panther is going to be a kind of a blueprint, uh, blueprint in terms of how they're going to shape their characters now, because I'm looking at, uh, I mean, you know, the MCU much more than me, but I'm looking at a lot of the villains. I don't see a lot of, like iconic villains like i feel like they didn't do villains really well in the beginning mm-hmm. um i won't get your thoughts on it i think you you know much more on mcu um but it seemed like they didn't do their villain justice like they, they should have but then they realized that and they improved on that and that's why they kind of changed that on character right so the villains that they've had in the first three phases of the mcu they have done iconic villains but you're right they haven't given them justice because In the first Iron Man movie, they mention the Ten Rings, but we don't get a Mandarin. There's just a mention of the Ten Rings. Um, In the Incredible Hulk, we get Abomination. He's, I feel like that's probably the best one from the beginning. They don't really, you know, they don't, they don't get into him too much, but um, we get Abomination and they gave us the hint that there was going to be, oh, I can't remember his name, but the brain guy, the big brain dude. He like the villain, the creation of that villain was coming, and we're like, ooh, okay. And then, um, Iron Man 2, you get Whiplash, and you get Whiplash, but they didn't. I feel like Iron Man 2, they tried to do a bit too much. So, Justin Hammer and Whiplash were kind of like they took a back seat to telling Tony's story. So, yeah. and they didn't have time to develop to do much character development with the villains because it was so much in there. Like they were trying to do demon in a bottle and whiplash. And, you know, so it was like, it was like they were trying to do too much. So the villain just kind of got sidelined and Thor, the main villain, I guess is Loki. Um, The destroyer was in there too, but he's, he's not so much. He wasn't so much a villain, but they did. I think they did a pretty good job at establishing Loki in Thor, but in Captain America, they explained who Red Skull was, but they didn't really give him time to be Red Skull. It was more like this is his backstory, and then he was whisked away. And he didn't really have time to breathe as like once we knew who he was, he was already gone. And then in um in the Avengers, they gave us a hint of Thanos, like literally just seeing him. And then after that, like phase two is when they just went downhill with the villains. Phase three, they kind of came back up though. Um, Because phase two was when we got Iron Man three with that whole Mandalorian debacle. 
um, and AIM debacle. Neither of those were done justice. Then, like, Iron Man 3 is like a blur of disappointment to me. <laughs> like, like, I barely remember the movie. The only thing I remember is pure disappointment. But go ahead. <laughs> um, then you have um, Thor The Dark World, which Malekith is, again, an iconic villain. But again, he like they did nothing with him. Curse yeah. was in there, and he had a pretty good stand. But I feel like it would have been better had they just taken Malekith out and let it be Curse, because they didn't do. They completely wasted Malekith. Yeah, I barely even remember Malekith either. And exactly. Either, that, either. Exactly. Like, that's, okay. all, that's the only reason. I, that's the only reason I even posed this to you. I wanted to get your. I went here when you said about this because I'm. I'm. Like, I'm. I'm thinking about the back of the villains. Uh, you name a lot of villains. Phase one, I'm like, bro, I barely remember a lot of them. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, it seemed like a lot of them. Like, 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 like you said, like phase two, like the in between. It's kind so of forgettable. I, I want to see what you thought about that. Technically, That's- the villain for for Iron Man one was Obadiah Stane, but they mentioned the Ten Rings, and the Ten Rings are tied to the Mandal um, it, the yeah. Mandarin. And I may have said Mandalorian because I just think about Star Wars <laughs> too much. But um, the Mandarin, the Ten Rings are tied to the Mandarin, but again, we don't see him. And then Iron Man two, there's some kind of mention of the Mandarin, but the main villain is Whiplash, and then also uh, Hammer. And also, technically, a de- uh, it, Tony is his own villain. And so they were doing a little too much with that. That, But then, like, the most wasted one is Malekith. Because in the comics, Malekith is far worse than Loki. And they just kind of had him there. Like, he was just kind of yeah. in it, you know? Yeah, but <laughs> so I, don't, I don't literally remember anything he did. Exactly. To be fair, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But, like, bro, I'm literally can't think. The, I can't even think. Of like what he, what he did. So, but I'll put it uh, to you this way: I have seen the MCU so the entire MCU. I don't mean like a couple yeah. movies here and there. I've seen the entire MCU so many times. I've lost track because every single movie that came out, I saw it individually when it came out. Meanwhile, every time AMC is like, "Hey, here's the MCU for five bucks," I'm like, "Okay." Meanwhile, sure, <laughs> I have Disney Plus. Before Disney Plus, I had the DVDs. Before that. Every single time there's a marathon, I'm like, here's my money. I have seen every movie in the MCU so many times, I genuinely can't remember. Nice. So, yeah. You and- probably can quote them at this point. <laughs> I, no, I can. <laughs> That's how I'm going through, like, phase one, phase two. <laughs> so, all of this to say that the MCU, up until this point, did not really treat their villains right. And then here comes Black Panther, and they show Killmonger. They show a guy named Eric who at first you're like, that son of a bitch. And then you're like, okay, but he got a point though. <laughs> right. Not for nothing, but he's act, he, he's kind of right. Um uh, as a as a black guy, I wonder what what the what the thoughts of I should say non-black people, but especially white people when they watch this movie. I was I'm saying this out of pure curiosity, because I feel like at least half of black people watching that movie, and we're like God, he kind of right. <laughs> he kind of kind of right. <laughs> so, so I wonder if white people watching that movie. I, I bet most white people like, "Oh, that dude's definitely the bad guy. He's definitely wrong." Fuck that guy. Meanwhile, <laughs> well, we're like, "Whoa, I don't know who I was side with." Initially, bro, all I have to do kind of get back in our colonizers and all that guy. From what I've seen, a lot of people were like, "There are two ways to see it." From the non-black perspective, from what I've seen of people's reactions, one was the law and order of like, he stole from the museum. He killed people. He's a bad guy. He was he's going to try to kill other people because, you know, his plan 
was to give weapons to the rest of the world and essentially take over countries like the US and Britain. And so some people were like, that's a really, that's a really bad thing. He needed to be defeated. But then some people were like, yo, is there a real Wakanda where we can get some of them weapons? Because <laughs> like, like imagine? a regime change could work. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So there, there were like two sides of it. Uh, yeah, I definitely fell on the whole like, okay, mm-hmm. but can't y'all be co-regents? Because so like, he's not wrong. <laughs> so when the movie was going on, I'm, I'm like, okay, so I see what this man's saying. I see the flaws in logic, but I hope he's like, I hope, like, I hope he, they uh, don't really fuck him up. He got a point. And then I feel like they had to make him even more unhinged <laughs> near the end. Just so they can justify us turning on him. Because I'm like literally watching the movie like, bro, fuck. It's hard for me to argue against Killmonger. But then he had to destroy all the Black Panther. Now you remember, like once he destroyed all the Black Panther serum, like he started becoming like extremely unhinged to the point where I'm like, all right, you being an asshole for no reason at this point. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Don't you, like they they actually gave a reason in the movie. Remember um, Ross, Everett Ross? He gave the reason why he did that. Do you, you remember mean, uh, the reason? Destroy all the black, all the black panther uh, serum. Yeah, you remember the reason? Well, because the, reason? the U.S. military taught him to do that. He taught him exactly how to do an insurrection, how to take over a country from the inside. And the first thing you do is prevent anyone else from being able to rise up against you. Hell no, bro. That's so technically, you can say that was the U.S. military that did that. He didn't do it because he was crazy. He did it. He had a very, he had a, in his mind, he had a very good reason. Because so if he left the herbs there, then exactly what ended up happening could happen. That's why he had them destroy all of it, where anybody else could take the herb and challenge him. But this way, there are no challengers. It's him, and that's it. And he was yeah, taught I that mean, way through his military upbringing, you know, through his military background. Exactly. That's why I said it's smart. But then he like, like he was just being an asshole near the end. He's like, all right, I can see me winning, you lose now. But in but terms of what he, he actually was representing. How is he being an asshole at the end, though? I don't know, man. I, like he, the way he was like treating everyone around uh, Wakanda, whatever. Like I don't remember the exact lines he was saying, but when, once he actually like took power, he started being like a tyrant. I'm like, bro, you you could have had your message without you doing this and making you like a fucking. Okay, but again, I, again, look at it through his perspective. This place is like Mecca, right? But it was kept from him, and now and they did everything they could. To keep him in his place. It's like a class warfare. These people are the royals. And he was kept away like a bastard son. Never allowed to come to his homeland. And now that he's here. Now fuck all y'all. I'm not listening to you. You're going to listen to me. And he used his military background to secure it. So I don't really see. Like I like looking at his actions through his eyes. I don't see. I don't feel like he was an asshole. I feel like he was. I don't feel like he did anything. Not not to say that he was an asshole because he was an asshole, but I don't feel like he did anything extreme. Because like if you remember when he went back, um, when he had his, you know, when he when he took the herb and he had his moment with the ancestors, he didn't get the the purple paradise like T'Challa did. He had to go back to the ghetto and go back to a hole in the wall apartment and have his father tell him it's you have a chance. Don't fuck this up basically. So his reality is not what T'Challa's reality was. And he was not there 
for like basically he was a one man revolution. He was not there for propriety. He wasn't there for being nice. He was there to wreck shit. He was there to change the world, and that's what he was gonna do. Yeah. So what you saying? He has righteous anger, and I I, I agree with that. I think he one hundred percent had righteous anger. Like in terms of like if I actually wanted to see his plan succeed, like mm-hmm. if I actually wanted to kill Margaret to win, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you don't do chill. <laughs> like, bro, you're the king. Like, bro, why are you why are you tripping? <laughs> like, you gotta make sure you like, yeah, you got the throne. Now make sure you got make sure everyone likes you when you're in charge. Because what happened? I mean, uh, the child came back and they were like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Take his side. So my my whole point once again, your argument that saying that he was just fine, I don't, I'm not fine. I'm not fine against that. All I think is like, bro, I feel like you could have did this in a smarter way. And him him being as reckless as he was was a way to make it easier for the audience to turn on him. I think. That's- okay, but how was he reckless? You said for him being as reckless as he was. What did he do that was reckless? I still think like like the the main advisors that that liked the child, they were still loyal to child. Okay, he came in, he started fucking shit up once again. I, the best example I have was him because uh, I remember I had a visual reaction. I guess the way. Uh, you described because the U.S. military taught him to take out any opposition. But when I watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, kill Mario. Fuck these niggas up. And then he destroyed the Black Panther. So I'm like, oh, dude, what the fuck you doing, bro? <laughs> so I, guess, I guess I'm biased in that sense. I'm like, bro, all right, dude, you, you fucking, <laughs> like, why are you doing it? You had, a, you had a righteous cause and you just fucked it up. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, though. Yeah. So to me, his actions weren't reckless. And the thing that was reckless was that he didn't catch that um, that Nakia was able to keep one of the herbs. Because had Nakia not been able to keep one of the herbs, he won. his plan would have succeeded. Ombaku wasn't gonna tur- wasn't gonna come up against him. He was gonna leave him be. And it like to me, that would have been reckless. It would have had he gone up to Ombaku and been like, yo, I'm the king now, bitch. That would have been reckless. But instead he left him alone. And because he left him alone, Mbaku's like, I'm not really gonna fuck with him. He didn't fuck with me. <laughs> so and it wasn't until the end when Black Panther came back and was like, yo, okay, so I know we haven't really helped you and you don't like my sister. All that's cool, but I'm telling you, he's going to come for you if you don't help me. <laughs> it was basically the threat that, like, you think you're powerful. If I lose, he will be, he's more powerful. If I lose, he's going to come after you. But if you help me, I'll leave you alone like you want to be. Like, if it weren't for that, M'Baku never would have gotten in the war. He never would have helped him. And it, had M'Baku never gotten in the war, he still would have won. <laughs> so I, so uh... I don't really, like, I, I I get that from a Western perspective, we look at him as, like, or not necessarily a Western perspective, because, like, basically, we're the assholes. If you think about it, the United States is the assholes, because we're the ones who taught him to do that. It's the United States military that gave that gave him the blueprint for how to take over a country. You destabilize so it what's your from the on, inside, uh, then you so you erase any opposition, and you immediately command all resources. That's exactly what he did. So since since you're a big MCU person, you know a lot about MCU. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you about this because this actually ties in what we talk about right now, because that is an accurate accurate uh, portrayal of how the U.S. government trained the soldiers. And it's, it puts spotlight on that. Now, I see this a lot in leftist circles, and I don't, I, I, I can't debunk it because I don't have your level of MCU knowledge. But you know how they won't say MCU is essentially a giant propaganda machine for uh, the military industrial complex and how they push uh, US propaganda and pro war interests. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I when I when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I see what you guys are saying because they make strong arguments on that. But you also can make the argument that they uh, show the negative side of uh, war and imperialism and that kind of stuff. So what's what's your thoughts on that? Like, do do you see the merits and what they're saying in that? Because well, you light out right right now how they expose how the U.S. military thinking isn't isn't that the concept they wouldn't want to expose? So what's your thoughts on that? Like in terms of so MCU being like a propaganda machine for. For the military industrial complex. There are two ways that people can come to that conclusion. Number one, um, it is well known that in order for you to use the CIA, the CIA has final. And and what I mean by that is like, if you want to put the CIA in your movie, the C you want to have like your actors be trained by the CIA and how to do, you know, how to be spies and all that. The CIA has final script approval as far as how they are concerned or how, how they are portrayed. Right. Yeah. So that being said, knowing that a lot of people are like, Oh, you deal with the military. Therefore you carry a torch for them because 99% of movies that do that do you almost have to, because in order to be able to utilize them, you have to, even if you talk bad about them, you have to bring it back around so that they're the good guys because they're not going to let you, they're not going to, you know, send you people to train with them. If you're making yeah. them look like assholes. Um, yeah. So I think that's one reason why people say that. And my answer to that is the MCU does not use the CIA. They use an organization called S.H.I.E.L.D., which is very much like the CIA, but it is not the CIA, meaning they do not need CIA approval to be able to tell their stories. Um, the second thing is when people tend to say that, like you said, I've seen all of the MCU, right? So I understand all of the story arcs and the overarching situation. I know all the narratives, okay? Most people do not. Most people watch a couple movies and then make that claim. Most people watch like the Iron Man movies. Okay, well, what they don't realize is Iron Man is pro-military industrial complex. However, Captain America is anti-military industrial complex. And I know that you might think, That doesn't make any sense. He's literally a soldier because you weren't paying attention. His story arc is that he wanted to join. His whole thing is he doesn't like bullies. And he wanted to join up to stop the bullies that were the Nazis. Okay? That's his initial story arc. Even when he was a soldier, he didn't just follow orders. In the very first movie, how he saved Bucky's life and his entire battalion was, or platoon, because he went against orders okay this is not a guy who literally just follows orders yeah and that sets up civil war too it's what sets up his entire art his entire story arc in all of marvel so then and and captain america winter soldier he has his eyes awakened to what the military industrial complex really is in the form of hydra invading shield that's when he's like whoa okay this isn't what i thought it was And he turns his back on that entirely, okay? And that's why he's like, we're not going to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. was evil, we're done. So he's done being the good soldier after Winter Soldier, okay? he When he fights to help people, he does it because he is a soldier. That's his duty. So when aliens are coming or when malignant AI are coming, yeah, he's going to save people because that's his thing. That's his job. That's what he does. That's his heart. But he is not down for being like the good soldier anymore. Okay, so then you get to Civil War, 
where because like so after um, Winter Soldier, you have um, you have Age of Ultron. Then you get to Civil War where he finally says, like, it, it comes to a head. You have the military industrial complex mindset in the Tony Stark team. And you have the anti-government wing in the Steve Rogers wing. Okay. So if you think that the MCU was only military industrial complex propaganda, you weren't paying attention. Because yeah, that that's what I'm saying literally too. the point of civil war. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. I'm like, yeah, I see what you are saying in terms of them promoting pro-military industrial conflict, but that you're ignoring the criticisms that I've seen the movie laid out. Like I said, I don't, I don't have an encyclopedia of knowledge, but I've seen people use Iron Man as an example of how Marvel pushes military industrial complex. And I'm like, bro, the entire point of Tony Stark's story arc is that he regrets selling weapons arms, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, bro, they literally criticizing arms sales and what the U.S. does. In they, of that. If so. you actually are paying attention, they don't paint the United States military in a positive light. Case in point, go to Iron Man. Tony is selling weapons to the U.S., and it turns out some of those weapons got in some bad guy's hands and he wasn't happy about it. So he created Iron Man to go and stop him and to, to destroy those weapons. OK, so that's kind of strike one against the military. Strike two is in The Incredible Hulk. Who was the main villain in The Incredible Hulk? It was an abomination. He was just the guy that ended up being sent after him or he was the guy that kind of went crazy at the end. The main villain throughout the entire movie is uh, Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. It's the military. Yeah. That's the villain in The Incredible Hulk. Okay. And then you yeah. look at um, Iron Man 2. He goes up against Congress and he was like, I don't give a shit. I'm not giving you this armor because you can't be trusted. He tells the co- he tells Congress that. So even he is anti-military when it comes to it because he's like, yeah, yeah, my buddy is in the Navy, but I'm not get our Air Force. Sorry, it's like my buddy is in the Air Force, but I'm still not giving you the tech. And then what does the Army? What does the the Air Force do in the form of Rhodes? They use his friendship to steal the tech, and that's how he gets War Machine because yeah. the military instructs his best friend to steal it from him. So again, U.S. Gov, U.S. military not looking very good right now. Okay, yeah, then you get like- to Captain America: The First Avenger. And they go to, you know, they, they go to World War Two, but they're getting their asses handed to them. And it took one super and like here again, another example of the military not seeming that great. They wanted to initially pick like if the military had their 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 say through uh, Tommy Lee Jones character, he wanted to pick the toughest warrior. He wanted to pick the biggest, baddest, hardest fighter and turn that guy into a super soldier. It was the German scientist who said, no, I'm picking the guy with the biggest heart. Again, military not looking that great right now. Okay. Yeah, you're doing a good job dissecting that argument. So then, <laughs> That's why I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I, I can go movie by movie on your ass on this. So, not- I feel like that's one of those theories that sounds right because it's based on truth. Once again, we all know the CIA and the military um, it's heavily involved with scripting on these kind of movies. Yeah. So with that, with that knowledge, it's like when you hear that, it sounds like yeah, that definitely can be true. That's why I wanted to ask you honestly because I I heard that argument, but like once again, yeah, I literally seen them. Like like the example I laid out on the video that you laid out, like yeah, but I see the other way too. Like I, I see them. Um, yeah, if it was a propaganda piece, like I've gone through the first three, mo- first the first four movies in the MCU. If it were a propaganda piece, they are really shit at it. Because they're not <laughs> making it look like the military, the U.S. military, 
are the good guys. Yeah, compared to other movies that I haven't watched in years, I can't even imagine watching them now. But there's some movies that are just straight up 100%. But the yeah, MCU, so so, like, they have the military in it, but the military doesn't come out the good guys. Yeah, yeah, I think of the counterexamples. That's, okay, that's let's the look thing at the about- Avengers. So we went through there, went through that, we went through the first five. We well, we kind of skipped Thor because the US military is not really in Thor. Uh well, they are no, not really. That's another thing. You can kind of say that in Thor, they weren't really good because they were absent, because it was actually Shield that was in Oklahoma trying to protect them. The US military didn't show up at all. Yeah. Um, when Loki was like Loki sent the destroyer and everything, US military was completely absent in um in that. Well, the military showed up. Yeah, the, the it was the militarized version of Shield, but it wasn't like the US military. It wasn't like the Navy or the Army or anything like that. Um, but then you get to the Avengers. What did the US want to do? The what did the US war machine want to do in the Avengers? In order to stop Loki, they were going to nuke Manhattan. It was Tony Stark who carried the nuke away. They sent a nuke to Manhattan, New York. It would have been completely destroyed. Not only would Manhattan have been destroyed, but with winds, it would have destroyed most of the state of New York. Because that's, you know, the the with the fallout and everything. And yeah. that's why Nick Fury was like, I recognize that the council has made a decision, but seeing as a stupid ass decision, I have decided <laughs> to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. so, so again, the military's not looking that hot right now. So if they are Very trying to do military propaganda, they're doing a really shitty job of it. Just saying. <laughs> Very interesting. Very, very So that's my take on it. Now, <laughs> back to Black Panther. Let me ask you this. Because I'm, I'm like looking at uh, the crucial scene where T'Challa was almost killed by Killmonger uh, the first time. And then how T'Challa became, uh, came by winning his throne and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just got to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, for a comp- for a very advanced society. I knew this question that, was coming. <laughs> that, is way, that is way beyond us. How crazy is it that they decided to lead her on the death match? <laughs> I thought that was very interesting that they decided to do that. The answer to that is... It's their tradition in the same way that we currently have stupid ass traditions that don't make (laughs) any damn sense. Saying, why does England still have a queen? She doesn't do fuck all, but she's there because it's tradition. It's that's just a tradition. Like, yes, they have the advanced society, but their tradition is that's how they pick the king. The reason why they have the king picked in a death bat in a, a battle like that is because the king is not only the king, the king becomes Black Panther, and you want the strongest person to be Black Panther. Yeah, the, the, thing the is, reason I get why they did it initially. <laughs> I mean, when I was watching, with tradition, they just they just haven't broken away from that. As as a as a fighter, I, I was watching that, and I and once again, I know what you're saying at, right now, but I'm thinking, like, why had to be for the death though? Like, why, why can't you tap, bro? Why can't, why can't he just lose? Like, why again, you kill him, because though? no, because okay, so the way that ended up working out in Black Panther in the movie was like the Disney-fied nice guy version. But look back to like biblical stories. If you let someone live, what are they going to do? Are they going to be grateful that you let them live? Or are they going to form an insurrection and come take your ass down later? Yeah. That's why you, you, they killed so them. So that's the, yeah, that's the smartest way to do it, I guess. Yes. As, a, as someone who like combat as a sport, I'm like, bro, that's unsportly. Like but it's won. not a sport. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. It's not. That's a whole. Because we're not <laughs> like, talking sports now. We're talking politics. I, it, not, now that I think about it, actually, isn't actually that not even the worst way? Because now, like, 
Because I'm thinking, like, there's no penalty toward trying to get power in our society. Maybe that's a bad thing because we got all psychopaths. Cause, but if you want to be a leader exactly. in the Black Panther society, you got to risk it all. So, exactly. So, and here's the thing. So, I, so now no, I'm literally rethink, I'm thinking about this right now. That's funny. There's Go no ahead. corruption allowed for that yeah. because you win or you don't. And the, the way you win is you live or you don't. So there's how can it be corrupt? It's not it can't. It's an incorruptible process. Yes, it seems barbaric, but it's an incorruptible process. You live or you don't. Yeah, you're not getting any motherfuckers that's trying to take office just to enrich themselves. You don't get <laughs> like, yeah, you you don't you don't have like a because you know, like perfect example. Had they held a vote, T'Challa would have won because he's the darling. He's the prince. He's the golden child of the kingdom. So if M'Baku wanted to challenge him, he, it wouldn't have been fair because everybody would have voted for T'Challa. So it really would have just been pomp and circumstance. But this way, M'Baku, had he won, he would be king. To me, it's a far less corruptible challenge or a corruptible means. Um, and on top of that, you want because remember, like originally, the, if you go back to like the illustration in the beginning, it was the strongest man who took the herb. He became king. So they wanted to keep with that situation. They wanted to make sure it was constantly the strongest. So it's not just some like, and I'm about to uh, like offend everybody. It's not like some soy boy prince who was raised <laughs> without getting his fingernails dirty. No, you're going to be a warrior or you don't deserve it. I feel like Wakanda was like, yeah, we're not doing that stupid shit. Whoever the strongest, <laughs> we were, that's the best. Maybe, maybe that is the best way to do it. Fucking <laughs> having these corrupt lawyers run society. You never know. To have the title of king, you're not just leader, you're also Black Panther. And you have to protect that entire region. So, and and the resources that they have that, remember, up until T'Challa, they kept hidden. So you have to be strong enough to be able to fend off anyone who encroaches. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems barbaric to us, but it also seems like a simple solution to them. And it's also tradition. If it works, it works. I just remember when I watched that, I was like, yo, this is fucking intense. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I, like, I watched I'm like, bro, I don't know why they had to die. I'm like, and bro, by the can, way, when he and came back, hands. when he came back, the reason the Dora Milaje went with him is because he was supposed to be crowned king, right? And well, he actually, he was, he was crowned king. So he was king. He was sitting king until he was challenged by Killmonger. The only way Killmonger was able to challenge him is because he was Njobu's son. If he was just like everyday Joe citizen of Wakanda, he couldn't <laughs> yeah. challenge him because he had a right to challenge the throne because he was royalty, because he was a prince just like T'Challa. So um, when he came back alive, Okay, well, he's not dead, so he's technically still the sitting king. That's why the Dora Milaje turned and were like, oh, no, if he's alive, he's king. So because the remember, it's a death match. So until someone dies, which, by the way, is why, because a lot of people ask that, too. Why did T'Challa kill him? Why did T'Challa kill Killmonger in the end? Because it is a death match. If, T'Ch if Killmonger is still alive, it's not resolved. Neither of them can really rule as king. One of them must die. So yeah. that's why T'Challa killed him. But then because he's, you know, he doesn't, he didn't want him to be dead. He offered him like, look, we can fix you. We can, we can bring you back. But he did technically kill him. So it's yeah. like, you're still dead. Like he, he mortally wounded him. Like you're going to die. <laughs> I can bring you back to life if you want, basically. Or like, you know, keep, prevent you from dying, dying. But with that more, with that, uh, that mortal wound, he would have, yeah. You know, he, and then he decided to die. Yeah. 
Yeah. Freeman. Um, which I, that's the one thing I didn't like about it. I wish that they had left it open for Killmonger to be able to come back because he's his main villain and he is the best villain that we've had in the MCU aside from Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Loki is really good too. Um, villain. I love Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loki, Loki was dope. Well, well, unfortunately, um, I guess they don't have to worry about that because, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish they would kept Killmonger too, but yeah, they don't have to worry about that, unfortunately. <laughs> That's the one thing. Like, if they had they kept Killmonger, then I feel like they would have had more story to go with now that yeah. Chadwick Boseman is gone because they could have had Shuri become Black Panther and had Killmonger challenge her, thinking, yeah. oh, it's just a girl. So, um, and I'm curious as to where they're going to go with this because there's a lot of talk of them using Shuri as uh, as Black Panther. She becomes Black Panther in the comics. Yeah, I don't know that. And that, that's what I thought what they were going to do at first um, because, like I said, I haven't looked too much into their plans on Black, um, Black Panther 2, but I remember, once again, I was just reading headlines. I didn't dive into the real story. But I remember they said Black Panther 2 kind of going to be kind of a, a celebration of like Wakanda and they're gonna just show Wakanda and the lifestyle of Wakanda. That was like that was like the headlines I was reading about when they. I'm sure. It, I mean, it's gonna. Uh, so they, are they gonna do like a Shuri story? Yeah. So they're gonna do like a Shuri story. main character. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm of the mindset. I'm like you. Um, because I read the comics, I don't like to see more than the teaser trailer because after that you get too much, and I don't want to be able to figure out where it's gonna go. Like with yeah. Wanda and the Vision, or, or with WandaVision. I didn't watch any trailers until I saw the first two episodes. After I watched the first two episodes, I went back and watched the trailers and immediately regretted because I was like, damn it, neither of those, like there's a bunch of stuff that wasn't in those episodes and now I think I know where they're going with yeah, this. That's a, whole so, nother, that's a whole nother tangent that I constantly complain to all my friends about. Like I don't watch I don't watch trailers. I'm a big video game guy. So I, I literally barely watch, I don't watch video game trailers because I like trailers now they literally spoil the whole movie. They, they spoil, spoil everything. The movie. Yeah. They spoil. I'm, I'm literally like I enjoy movies so much more when I did this because I swear to God when I, I when I watched the Civil War when Spider Man came out I literally had no idea <laughs> like bro I didn't follow anything about the movie to that point I didn't get with doing that and I was so hyped but if you watch the, the trailer yeah Spider Man's everywhere <laughs> and that yeah um not I knowing, call that trailer blind when you go in not having seen the trailer yeah. And see that, like, to your point, that worked for me with Captain Marvel. So many people didn't like Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And I liked it because I stayed away from all the trailers. I had no idea what was going on. I had no, I stayed away from the whole controversy with Brie Larson. I was like, I don't want to know anything about anything that has to do with Captain Marvel. And then I saw it and I was like, it was pretty good. And everybody else was like, it sucked. And I'm like, well, did you get involved in all the controversy? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, that's why it sucked. If you'd stayed yeah. away from all that and just went in and sat and enjoyed the movie, it didn't suck. Was it a I great like, movie? No, but it was enjoyable. I feel like a lot of people, like once again, I think it just hurts this. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to use a use a blanket statement here, but I feel like for the most part, it hurts people's experience. Because I feel like if you if you didn't have the massive amount of spoilers that come into hyping up a, a massive project like a movie, you enjoy it more. Like you, like when you see trailers for action movies. They always show the best action scenes in, in the trailer, so you get yeah. Gay. And comedies give you the best. Yeah, they jokes. give you the best show. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, I decided. I mean, it was literally years ago I came to that conclusion. That's what, I don't know what you're still working on. Maybe 14, 15, if, I, if my memory is right. 
But yeah, it's been like years ago, and I, I enjoy media much more <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people are disappointed with media because. I mean, now I'm speaking more of a game because I'm much more of a gamer than a movie watcher. But I feel like people, they watch trailers, they watch trailers, they watch trailers, they read interviews, they read interviews. And then when the thing come out, they expecting something that the product's not, that not is. And I think this is a part of movies too. People will see the movie, they'll see a trailer, expect one thing, but it doesn't come out that way. Instead of appreciating the movie or appreciating the game as it is, they build it up as something else because of the hype. <laughs> and then, so that, that what I think happens to a lot of people. I think, um, Assessing over movie trailers won't be part. I don't know why, how I got into this, <laughs> into this song <laughs> in the first place. But yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly what got me into that, into that spill. But I think, I think that hurts movies and with the MCU, especially with Captain Marvel, that hurts a lot because I watched Captain Marvel. I'm like, yeah, this is it was a pretty decent, entertaining movie. And then people, well, meanwhile, I was like, shit's on controversy. I'm like, bro, I don't get it. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to know. I still barely know the controversy around that movie. Um, I guess because it was the right. dumbest thing. It was yeah, I barely know she, what. <laughs> so what they what somebody did was they basically did to her what um what was done to uh James. Oh, what the hell is his name? The guy who directed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't remember his oh, name right now yeah, for some stupid ass either. reason. But anyway, um, they did the same thing to her pretty much as they did to him. They went back and they look well with him. It was tweets. With her, they went back and they pulled some guy pulled an interview from like a couple years before where she was um, receiving it. She was at an awards ceremony, I think. And she was talking about how she wants more inclusion in, um, in movie reviewers because the majority, the vast majority of film reviewers are white males. And she said movies like, okay, so time, like it is already sounding dumber than I thought it was. I let you keep going, but I was letting you know <laughs> that just hearing this, and yeah. I didn't know the full controversy behind the thing, but it sounds way dumber than I already thought it was. Oh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so what she said was, she said, because um, what happened was she was doing a press junket and she noticed it was just man, it was white man after white man after white man. And she was like, what the hell? And it was like for a romantic comedy or something. It was like a chick flick. She's like, what the hell's going on? And then she finally gets a woman and she asked the woman, like, you know, how many of these, how many people are women? And she was like, oh, like, I'm one of the few. And so she was like, wait a minute. So that explains why women films get bad reviews because it's older men. It's like middle-aged men reviewing movies that are supposed to be for girls, like for teenage girls. So she's like, that doesn't make any sense. You know? So she's like, there should yeah. be women viewing, like not, not necessarily like women viewing women movies, but there should be a bigger variety so that there are more voices. Like things I understand what she's saying too. Like, right. That, that makes sense. So right? basically she was calling for representation when she said it, she was like, she speci she specifically brought up a wrinkle in time and she was like, um, you know, it was reviewed by middle-aged white men. And she's like, this movie isn't for you. And males lost their minds. They were like, Brie Larson that, hates white how men. Is that how is that unreasonable? Like, she, and she's white. But she was like, like but then so but every like every incel on the internet was like Brie Larson hates white men. And if you keep listening, she's like, I don't have anything against men. I don't have anything against white men. I'm just saying a wrinkle in time is not for you. Therefore, women should be in the room viewing it. Like we should have reviewers that match the demographic. And they just lost their collective shits. And from then on, all kinds of stories were made up about how she's racist against white people, even though she's white. And how she hates men, oh and it gosh. was like this, almost, this almost, almost feminist agenda. 
<laughs> and then every single that. thing she did That's after good. that was looked at as like, see, she hates men. See, her co-stars hate her. Like every interview she did with any co-star for uh, Endgame, anytime, like, you know, okay. So the thing about the MCU is these guys are like a family, right? So when new people come in, they get hazed. So when she was getting hazed, everybody used that as, see, the MCU cast members hate Brie Larson. And these very people- the thing I can remember, I true. remember that. I literally remember that part coming out where people try to pretend that A1 hated her. Yeah, and like said, those very- I actually people, do remember like, that. I do remember that. There's an interview with Don Cheadle that she did where, I mean, they were hazing her. It was, it was obvious because like, they do the same thing. If you saw the way Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie go hard on Tom Holland. Oh my gosh. There are literally compilations on YouTube that are like 20, 30 minutes long of different instances of the two of them just ripping into him. Anthony Mackie constantly makes fun of him being young. He's like talking about his juice box. (laughs) (laughs) And like how he has to take a nap on set and shit. Yeah. (laughs) like, And he constantly says he's a problem. And it's like, it's funny when they do it, but because everybody wanted to hate Brie Larson, when they did it to her, they were like, see, they hate her. And I'm like, they literally did worse to Tom Holland. Why are people so stupid, Jack? People have Jesus. a narrative and they look for anything to to like point it out. And I'm like, okay, not everything she does is gold, but you know, there's no reason to shit on her because she was essentially saying, hey, we need more representation. And that's the whole, that's the reason why everybody hates her so much is because she had the nerve to say years ago, it's not like this happened right before Captain Marvel came out. She said this was like, and because I think Captain Marvel came out in what, 2019, 2018? And this was an interview from like maybe 2015 that yeah, they pulled I'm, out. I'm, I'm really glad that I didn't <laughs> that I didn't follow this as it was going on live. Like once I'll hear random snippets of it, like like the one you like want to say now. Well like, I, I remember hearing about the thing where people were saying that her staff didn't like her, but then they were like, no, we like her. I, I like I remember that part, but they were like, damn. The whole controversy around that was really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> really dumb. Yeah, it I was. Get it. <laughs> so it was really, really I stayed dumb. away from it entirely until after I saw the movie. And then after I saw the movie, I was like, okay, how is Brie Larson a horrible person? And I went down the rabbit hole and I'm like, that's it? Because she said that women should be in the room reviewing movies too? What the fuck? And I like, I kept looking because I was like, no, she had to have said something like, actually, because people were saying she was, you know, She's like feminazi and everything. And like, she hates men. And I'm like, she had to have said something like actually See, before you, she did yeah, before you, before you actually told me the full story, my assumption was maybe she had a few back takes. Nope. And then literally because she asked no, it's way. It's, and the thing is, even with my assumption, I was like, okay, she had a few back takes. Who give a fuck? Leave her alone. Like that, that's my right? reaction. But now, yeah. now you explain the actual happened. Like, dude, that's even dumber. It's uh-huh. way dumber than I thought it was. Uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no so sense. yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And the thing that gets me is everybody's turned against her, but people are still out here loving Amber Heard. That bitch is an abusive gold digger, <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, yeah. but she's so pretty. Get the fuck out of here!" Like seriously. <laughs> so yeah, yeah like no, I would not go by like Hollywood standards because that shit is tainted. The story of Black Panther. Let's get back to the story. Um, because I feel like we really just touched on like Killmonger <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, this is kind, really kind of a Marvel MCU podcast at this point. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty it's much what this podcast is. Like, just it's wait till I bring up Star Wars because it's probably going to happen. Um, every, <laughs> I got another for you on that. <laughs> every single episode, I bring up either the MCU or Star Wars. You would think that's literally all I watch. It's not. <laughs> I watch a lot of movies. That's yeah. why I do a movie podcast and not specifically a Star Wars or Marvel podcast. But somehow they make their way in every single episode. After, uh, be on this podcast with you. I almost wish I would have been with you like live as you saw Endgame for the first time. To, to I don't like... think you do because I saw <laughs> it at the end of an MCU marathon. It was three days of not sleeping. So do I don't do know that, that you want fuck? to do because I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> That's it's in my Twitter <laughs> handle. Like it talked like I've been, I completed the MC, the Marvel marathon, the ultimate Marvel movie marathon. Um, so, so wait, the, the first, first time you watched Endgame was after watching all the movies. All twenty, all twenty-one movies up to that point, or twenty. And sorry, and um, so twenty-two was actually um was Spider-Man: Far From Home. So Endgame was twenty-one movies. So I watched the previous twenty films in a theater up to Endgame. Theater. When Endgame started, um, like I said, you know, you're kind of like, oh, you're tired because you've been in the theater for three days, and you're like, yeah, okay, okay, and then. The trailer start immediately you're jacked it's like somebody just injected you with some kind of drugs because now you're like oh my god it's it's here it's now we all of this time all of these movies and it's not just the the movie like it yeah it's the movies that you just watched and it's the past couple of days that you were in this theater but it's 11 years and you're like this is the moment and so now it's like it's like being at the oscars or something it's like oh my god it's finally here and then you're just like, I don't even remember the trailers that came before because the whole time it was just like adrenaline pumping through your veins. And you're like, oh my God, it's coming. We're actually going to get it. Because throughout the time we would say whatever it takes. or this is the end, you know, we're in the end game now because, you know, we're big Marvel nerds and we'd say all kinds of Marvel catchphrases. But as soon as the lights go dark and it's time to watch Endgame, it's just like, it, like you can't, I can't even describe it. You're just like, whoa, every single person, like nobody... Not one of us was on our phones. Nobody talked. We were all just Bro, like, if anyone say anything, y'all will beat their ass. <laughs> well, y'all probably wouldn't have done that because y'all didn't want to miss the movie. Y'all nobody. Played. Yeah, I was going to say that. And that's the thing. Like, so I'm the kind of nerd that like I am in a theater with other people like me. I couldn't have seen it in a regular theater because people would have been you on would, their phones. People would have been talking. Crazy. I would have yeah, I'd have beaten somebody. But no, in that theater, everybody was like me. Because you're not going to go through, analyzing. you're not going to sit through movies for three days to talk through Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> so, analyzing every second. Yeah, That's and then it. like, so soon, like the, that theater, the only other time the theater was as quiet when a movie was going was during A Quiet Place. Because in A Quiet Place, it was kind of eerie. Because, you know, most new movies, most movies, people are talking or, you know, people are doing shit on their phones and everything. In a quiet place, everybody felt like they were in the movie with them. So, like, if somebody coughed, everybody looked at them. Like, what was what was that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and Endgame was just like that. Everybody was like, oh. Like, nobody had to say, shush. We, the second the lights went down and the trailer started, nobody said a word. Until we all screamed and cried and then laughed and then cried and then screamed and then did it all again. And it was just, by the time it was over, we had been on a journey. Oh, my God, when Black Widow sacrificed herself. Oh, God. See, see that, I said, that's exactly why I saw what I was seeing your first reaction. Because like, I can only imagine that. Oh, it's so, <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Tony, like, he, 
Like he he knows a lot about NCU, but not anywhere near like your level. He saw in game and he saw he said he saw like three times the first week. And he said he went, he said the first time he saw in game was like probably his best movie experience ever. Like he's a big yep. movie guy. I, my, when I saw in game, it was hella dope. Like I, it was a great probably one of my best movie experiences too. Um, but I'm thinking like if you're like really really into it, like you are, I, I wish. I'll put it to you this way. I went back to work the next day and one of my coworkers, who's a friend of mine, she looked at me and she's like, you are not okay. I was like, I am not okay. It wasn't even the next day because I didn't go to work the next day. It was like two days later. She's like, you're not okay. I was like, no, no, I'm not. And then, uh, yeah, I, dude, like I've even said, like, I won't, like, I forgot to take off my birthday that year and I had to end up having somebody uh, work my shift for me. But I, in the calendar, it was locked in. That like these four days I'm taking off for Endgame because of the Marvel. I was like, I'm doing the marathon. Like I would have traveled to do that damn marathon if I needed to. Yeah, <laughs> so and like the day that the tickets that's, came that's, out, I, I say stayed that. awake to buy them. I didn't go to sleep because I knew they were going to hit at 5 a.m. And I normally go to sleep around three, four o'clock in the morning. So I was like, fuck it. Guess I'm not sleeping today. It was like a vacation for me. And I felt like rejuvenated, but also spent because literally as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, you're laughing, you're, you know, there's adventure and then you're crying. And then it's just like, it's like all of the emotions, <laughs> like all of them were in that movie. They were like, you're going to go through every emo- emotions you didn't know that you could feel. You're going to feel them in Endgame. And yeah, it was it was nuts. And I thought Avengers was kind of crazy because I remember watching Avengers and like the theater was so loud laughing when Hulk was when Hulk did, you know, bam, bam to Loki. Yeah, I never that heard that line when he said puny God. I didn't hear it because we were all screaming like we were too loud. We heard every single line at Endgame because we were all like, <gasps> so, yeah, it was like. It was like the revered movie. And it got to the point where like um, over the weekend at my job, they were replaying like different, like they did a fucking Iron Man marathon on like TBS or some shit. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't do it. Like I couldn't look at the TV. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this because I will break down. It's <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the thing was, it was not just that he died, but that nobody else had gone to the theater to see it yet. So I can't spoil it. So I'm just like, I don't want to see it. Oh, it was, it was nuts. Yeah. yeah. But like, oh, I so when I was watching it, that when he's when Tony grabs the when he has the gems and he snaps his fingers and he says, and I, I said Iron Man with them. It was just like, oh. uh, yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <sighs> yeah. So I'm nuts. That's. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, it better. Like, I always tell people, it's better to have passions that you're really really passionate about like me and martial arts and politics whatever mm-hmm. if then being like an empty shell person with no interest <laughs> like i'd rather someone be crazy about something that makes them somewhat entertaining because i'm not on the same <laughs> level of movies that you're on well i can at least ask you questions i'm like yo i'm legitimately interested so i'm like what all right what do you think about? <laughs> what do you think about? I, instead of having someone who like yeah, about everything. Like those wow. people are literally the worst. So I definitely see. Uh, I'm glad to see the passion because I, <laughs> I, I love people that, <laughs> yeah, so that, that at least have something that passion. Instead of just being fucking boring, right? That's why I talk about movies in a podcast because I I yeah. legit love them. Okay, so what is it about the story in Black Panther that drew you in? 
or that you that you liked? I was impressed because they have a they had a conflicting thing. We talked about that with uh, when we talked about Killmonger. Is that it's like man, it's super easy in a lot of MC mo- MCU movies to like yeah, fuck yeah, I'm with Captain America, I'm with Iron Man, with Tony Stark, whatever. And with this one, I was like, oh man, I like I like Black Panther, but Killmonger got a good point. It it was structured in a very clean way. Like you see, Shadow Fall, his rise, saw his his rise, his fall, how he get back to that, how he how what leads him to change his mind in terms of a real man, Wakanda. So it's just the structure and the overall message that it had out. What do you think of people who've criticized it as being unoriginal? Because it's essentially the exact same story as Thor and Aquaman. In terms of like the whole unoriginal like criticism, I never, I, I usually don't like that criticism in terms of media. I mean, there's some where it like obviously applies where you got like a cookie cutter story. But based on seeing in terms of uh, media entertainment, there's, you're always going to have overlining themes and you're always going to have overlining stories. It's just about how you tell them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, okay. I, I don't know the actual st- like once I'm, I'm way more into Marvel. I don't know almost. I, I'm I'm very infantile in my DC now, so I don't know like the exact origins of uh, Aquaman and how similar it is to uh, Black Panther. But when I look at how Black Panther did, I don't. I see it doing it in its own way. At heart, it really is. They they are all the same. Like I'll give you the through line for all three. You have a prince. You whether that prince is Thor, T'Challa or Arthur Curry, who is the prince of a land that is unattainable to the standard humans, be that Atlantis, in Arthur Curry's case, Wakanda, in T'Challa's case, or Asgard, in Thor's case, okay? So you have this enchanted land that nobody else can get to. You have a prince of that land, and he loses his powers. Thor loses his powers. T'Challa loses the power of the Black Panther. Arthur Curry doesn't really he never really comes into his powers as um he loses his throne as you should say because yeah. well yeah they all lose their throne so all of um they're like with T'Challa's case he actually became king and he was dethroned the other two like with Thor it was his ceremony to become king and he it was interrupted by Loki and with Arthur Curry he doesn't get his like he he's supposed to be king by birthright but his younger brother takes it and all three the main protagonist is a relative, either brother, adopted brother, or cousin. So in Wakanda, in T'Challa's case, it was his cousin. In Thor's case, it was his adopted brother. In Arthur Curry's case, it was his half brother. So there's some kind of like semi-close family member who challenges the throne and who succeeds. In all three cases, the challenger succeeds in taking the throne. But then the person, the, the protagonist goes on the hero's journey. They learn about themselves. They power up and they come back and they defeat their relative who has usurped the throne and they take back the throne and they're now more powerful than they were before. Thor, Black Panther, Arthur Curry. You know, when you lay, when you lay it out like that, I actually had uh, no idea how similar they were. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you laid it out. Um, I'm like, damn, that is fucking. It's the same dead, story. Dead <laughs> the uh, actual similar. story is the exact same story. They just tell it in a different way. One takes place on Asgard. One takes place in Wakanda. One takes place in Atlantis. The only, my only thing I would say in terms of defense of Black Panther was, even though they had the same story layout, uh, what 
what made you, I mean, I guess you get, this is not just a rhetorical question. What made Black Panther so appealing versus uh, the, the Thor movie and the Aquaman? I, I haven't seen the Aquaman movie. I haven't seen Thor movie in a while, to be clear. Um, but what made that stand out? What made Black Panther the smash hit it was that the others wasn't? And that's what, that's what I mean in terms of like, yeah, you got your, your basis of story, but Black Panther made that story its own. It made it a whole nother beast. So while I would say to people who say, just copy that, I'm like, okay, well, it did it really well. <laughs> it did it really well. It did very well as anyone else, right? I wouldn't say that the others weren't successful. They were all successful. Thor came first um, and it did fairly well. Black Panther did way better. And we'll get into that the reason why in a minute. But um, Aquaman to this day is one of the DCEU's highest grossing films. So Ooh, that, I had no idea. If you do that formula well, it still works. When it, the reason why I think Black Panther, part of its success is that it was the first Afrofuturistic film. It was a film in which we are not slaves. We are not servants. We are subservient to no one. We are the ones with the advanced technology. We are the ones with the money and the power. We are more powerful. Like in that movie, we were more powerful than the nations surrounding them. And it was a ruse that they were a third world nation. They were the richest planet there. Wakanda is the richest nation on the planet. And I think we were just as black people, we were hungry for that because Oscar winning films, they love to watch black people suffer. They love for black people to be beaten and abused and run down and to see us be crack addicts and drug dealers and all kinds of like, they, they love to see us suffer. And Black Panther was the first film that's like, no, 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 we gonna be on top. We're the ones with the power and the technology and the innovation. We're not the third world country that you think we are. And that helped their sales. That's what I would say. But also as far as story-wise, I think it did it well because like you said, it took that story, but it told it in its own way. It put its own spin on it. Yeah. So that's my... Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Anywho. All right. So any final thoughts on Black Panther? I, I mentioned it earlier while we talked today, but it was one of those... Uh, it kind of shocked me because, once again, I, 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 I like the MCU. Around the time Black Panther came out, I, I wasn't as hyped for a lot of the movies. Like, I used to... Like, when I told you that me and my cousin would, would go out and we would see everyone, like, literally, they would release... It went from like day of release to we see it like maybe the day, like, like the weekend of or the next few days. And, and not because honestly, not a statement of MCU is kind of, I kind of died down. Like once again, we talk about the formulas of superhero movies. I guess I was getting kind of burned down the formula. Then, so when Black Panther came out, I was a big fan of the character. And then I was, once again, I told you before, I was very pleasantly surprised that like, even if you don't know anything about Black Panther, you know anything about the comics, it's literally a great standalone movie. Like, like, like literally, like anyone could watch it and, and greatly enjoy it. So like, even outside of the character, I, I enjoyed it in terms of what it had to offer as a movie. So overall, uh, that's why I, I picked talk about this movie as a whole because it was one of the, one of the best theater experiences I had watching it. So that's my final thoughts on that. Cool. All right, where can people find you, Nick? Uh, most people know me as Socialist MMA on Twitter. Check me out there. I also create content. I'm the progressive martial artist on YouTube and on Twitch. And I am also writing on Substack at the progressive martial artist.substack. So check me out. All right, cool. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Jackie. It was fun. If you like this episode, 
Do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. Salute, 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 salute. Salute, 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 salute.